0: Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. Thanks to all those that are listening, whether it be on the radio there, uh, WDEH 800 AM. We appreciate you tuning in there, or whether it be by way of the podcast. Um, Either way, thank you so much for listening in. Um, I, I pray that this is a blessing to you. We're continuing our thought this week on finding God's will, or really we could say finding, following, and fulfilling God's will for your life. We said yesterday, many people, I think, struggle to find God's will for their life. They make it much more complex than what it needs to be. But looking at the life of Noah here in Genesis chapter 6, and if you're not there, that's where we're going to be heading. If you are, are able and willing to, please take your Bibles, follow along with me. You'll be able to see much more of where I am. Don't just take my word for it. Look at what God's word has to say. We look we begin just looking really quickly at this quick snapshot of Noah's life. We see that God's will for Noah, as I said yesterday, was his full will was to build the ark, gather two of every animal, gather seven of every clean animal, survive this total world flood and repopulate the earth. Noah did not have all the information at once. He didn't know necessarily what it was going to take to do it all at you know during the time he just took step by step As God said, as God commanded to do something, as God gave him more direction, he'd take that step. We're going to go ahead and read, kind of bounce around quickly. I'm not going to read some of these full verses here, but I want you to see a few few things here really quickly. Um, Genesis chapter 6, we're kind of picking up where we left off yesterday. Um, Genesis chapter 6 and verse 13, I want you to say this, I'm not going to read very much, just the first phrase. Here it is. And God said unto Noah. After this, God's going to give him the command to how, of how to build the ark. But I want you to notice in chapter 6 and verse 22. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Notice chapter 7 and verse 1. And the Lord said unto Noah, again he gives another command, chapter 7 and verse 5. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Then, let's see here, chapter 8 and verse 1. I'm sorry, no, chapter 8 and verse 15. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked there for a moment. Chapter 8 and verse 15. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou thy wife and thy sons, the sons' wives with thee. Verse 18, Noah went forth, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him, and all the animals we see there. Chapter 9 and verse 1. And God blessed Noah and his his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. We're going to stop there. If you look all the way down in verse 18 and 19 of chapter 9, you'll see that the whole earth was overspread by Noah and his three sons. And every time we see God giving a very clear command, very clear direction, and every time we see Noah's complete obedience. I want to use that to, to show you something. That God's will comes in steps. It's not a light bulb moment where you know God's will for the rest of your life and you're going to do it. And fulfill it. No, finding God's will, fulfilling God's will, following God's will, all of it, it it comes in steps. And as long as you're faithful to take the steps as God gives them, you will always be in God's will, you will be following God's will, and you will, in the end, make the goal. You'll fulfill God's will for your life, you will not have missed it. It's really that simple. Now, I just want to give you, quote some verses here to you that will help establish this in your mind. The Bible says that in, in I believe Proverbs, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I want you to key in on that word steps. It didn't say the life of a good man is ordered by the Lord. No, the steps of a good man. There's another verse in Proverbs that said, says, A man's heart deviseth his own way, but the Lord directeth Not his life, but his steps. My point with all of this is that God's will for your life is going to be revealed to you in steps. Sometimes small steps, sometimes big steps. But your obedience to every step is critical for being able to take the next step. God's not going to give you step number two if you've never taken step number one, in other words. And you're not going to get to the end of the road and fulfill the life goal of completing God's perfect will for your life unless you start taking steps now. Finding and fulfilling God's will for your life is really a life journey. It is not something that can be done in a small amount of time. It takes a lifetime to complete God's will for your life. Some of us need to get busy or we're not going to complete God's will for our life. Pastor shares a story of a man he was talking to once. And this gentleman was up in years quite a bit, I think 70 or 80 years old, if I remember what Pastor has said. And in, he's a Christian man, he's saved. And Pastor said he said one of the saddest things that Pastor's probably ever heard. He said, you know, I just don't know what God's will is for my life. Now, why is it that at 70 or 80 some years old, however old he was, this man still had no concept of what God's will is for his life? I'm afraid there's a lot of people out there that are just like that. Now, if you're serious about finding God's will, God's going to show it to you. Some of us just really aren't serious. We say we want God's will. We say we want to be in it. We say we want to fulfill it. But that's just trying to make ourselves look good and trying sometimes to convince ourselves to believe something that we really actually don't want. But I see some very clear steps in Noah's life that he took. Steps that we can take. Steps that if we take, I know we'll be able to complete God's will for our life. And I want to share some of those with you if I can. Let's go back. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8. We're going to begin reading here. The Bible says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man. And perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. I want to give you step number one that Noah took. We're going to look at Noah's walking. This is really in two parts. I want to look at two sides of the same coin, if I may. Noah's walking, or his walking in step with God, really, we could say. Now, I want to, I read it. Uh, on Monday, if you're listening by way of radio or on podcast, it's it'll be the, the first episode or part one of this. I read before, and we saw how wicked the earth was. Now, God was destroying the world because of how wicked it was. Now, some of the conservative estimates for how many people there were in the world at this time, using some very conservative numbers, it was very likely more people than this, there was probably at least one billion people in the world. At least that's what some of the writers I have read after tell me. And they say that's conservative estimates. Now, I've not done the math. I'm not that smart. I don't know how they figure that all out. They're using a lot of numbers that we have today, using a less of a rate of increase than what we would have. But again, you got to remember, these people's lifespan was a lot longer, and uh, the world had not uh, co- been corrupted quite as much as far as some of the curses. Um, the, the, it was all different before the flood. The flood changed a lot of things. So who knows how many people exactly there were. But this is my point. There was a whole lot of people. And all that we see from Scripture is only one man with his family that was still standing for God. I want to say this just in passing. Now, maybe Lord willing, we may touch on some of this next week. There's another message that I'm still working on, still studying in on how to stand in today's world. If the Lord will allow us, I'd like to touch on that next week, but we'll just have to see how the Lord leads with that. Either way, when you look at the wickedness of Noah's time, Noah's time was much more wicked than we were. There was a lot less of people standing for and with God than there are today. In other words, what I'm trying to get across is this. We have no excuse why we are not living for God. I want you to notice Noah's walking. It was in two parts. First of all, I see morally in a very wicked, very perverted day and age that Noah lived in, Noah stood out as a just man and perfect in his generation. Very simply put, that speaks of a righteous, holy walk. Holiness is something that is forgotten in our churches. There's very little holiness and godliness to be found in Christians' lives today. I want to tell you this, that God, if you want to find God's will for your life, and you want to complete God's will for your life, first of all, your life better match up to God's holy standards and His holy word. God is a holy God, and while there are times God has used a rooster or a donkey in the Bible to to get a message across, it was rare. It was the exception, not the rule. I can promise you this much, God will not use unclean vessels. God is looking for holy vessels to use. You look in the tabernacle at all the instruments that were used in the service of the Lord. All of it was holy. All of it had to go through these these cleansing rituals, if I can say it that way, of how it would be used. It was all very holy things. God requires holiness in His service. And if you've got known sin in your life... If you're not living the way you ought to be, I can promise you God's not going to be revealing any more steps to you until you clean up your life. Your life needs to match the book. There is no other standard that you hold your life to. Don't be holding it up to what your preacher says. Hold it up to the Word of God. Now, if your preacher preaches the Word of God, great. Then, yes, it should be there. But please take what I'm saying. Don't take your preacher's Word for it. Match your life to God's Word. God has a lot of standards, a lot of things, a lot of principles that ought to be applied to our lives if you want to be used by God. And you have no excuse why your life does not line up. Remember, Noah was one man in at least a billion. Possibly the only man walking with God in that time. So he was the man God used. How does your life line up in your walk, your walk that everybody sees? Could you be described as a righteous and holy Christian? Or are you just an average Christian, an apathetic Christian, one that just does just enough to keep his conscience calmed? One that lives like the world throughout the week but pretends to be spiritual on Sunday? If you want God's will for your life, then match up your life to God's word. There's a verse, I can't remember where it's at, but it says, Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. We could go to all kinds of places right now. or flash flashing through my brain. The, the Bible talks about how God won't hear your prayer if you're living in sin. Your sin breaks fellowship. God cannot work through you. God cannot do through you what he wants to do when you have sin in your life. So my challenge for you today, first of all, if you want to find God's will, is how is your walk? I noticed very first off, Noah's walk. He had a moral walk. We're going to deal tomorrow with how he walked with God. You see, there's two sides to this. But if you're not willing to be holy, God's not going to use you. How does your life match up to the Word of God? Are you living right? If so, great. You're on your way to taking the first step. In finding God's will for your life. You've been listening to the Back to the Book Broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee 37803, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book Broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.